0: Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Don Wick and back with us Katie Tangen, the market education specialist with Ag Country and Katie as we look at this market, uh, there's been a, a lot of things in the news, a lot of things happening out there but uh, it seems like the trade is really focused in on the weather situation.
1: It really is pretty typical obviously July um weather's important for corn pollination or being a crop that, it, yeah, has problems in spots, but by and large really looks like it's in good shape. Um, it's hard to compare crop conditions year to year just because of the reporting process. I think it's probably more valuable to just see the general direction of the crop ratings. And, yeah, we've had little dips here and there, but we've rebounded. I think one thing to note is that corn crop really got in the ground well ahead of, of normal schedule. Um As we went through May, we had good weather. We continue to see good weather, but the crop isn't running, you know, 15% ahead of normal like it was at the beginning. And that really is probably a decent sign for yield potential. Uh, If we get a drought and the crop is under stress, we a lot of times see that crop move ahead pretty quickly. Um, We are not seeing it this year. So it appears it has plenty of moisture. There may be some concerns that... Areas of Iowa and Illinois had some very warm overnight temperatures during pollination. We don't typically like to see temperatures over about 74 degrees. But I, I, I don't think at this point that's going to be a big concern. Um, it does look like, barring any issues in August, we're going to have at least a trendline yield. Uh, and at a trendline yield, we're still looking at, you know, 2.6 billion bushel carryout. So I don't see a lot of concerns um, unless we turn, you know, no rain at all and very hot temperatures in August. I, I do think one thing that has gotten a little bit of attention and uh, more in discussion than an actual price reflection is we've had some very, very nice sales, export sales of corn in the month of July. Um, corn usually is not very dependent on export demand for price support. A lot of times you look more at ethanol and and feed usage but with the decline we've had in ethanol with the lower prices it is nice to see that demand step in um july year to or month to date i'm sorry through the third week of july we've already had export sales booked that are massively ahead of any other month um or any other july in the past you know five, ten years. So that's good news. Now, remember, those are sales. They've been booked. Those bushels have not left. We are starting to see somewhat of a rail pro- uh, program start to shape up for fall, which is also good news. Um, but we do need those bushels to, at some point, at least get shipped out, hopefully this fall.
0: It does seem like the tensions between the, the U.S. and, and China uh, have been ramping up here as as of late, but at the same time, as you mentioned, uh, there has been plenty of buying going on and a lot of it going to China.
1: And that's exactly it. Yeah, I know the political rhetoric has stepped up, you know, there's probably a lot of reasons for that. That said, we are seeing activity, and corn sales pretty good. Soybeans are also um, pretty decent for this time of year. We're 30 cents cheaper than uh, Brazilian-originated bushels you know, give or take a few cents, depending on the day. Uh, South America looks like it's pretty well tapped out until they get to their next harvest, which will be, you know, February. Um, so that helps us out. And then the U.S. dollar looks like it's starting to weaken. It's not really to a point yet where you can say, oh, geez, or, you know, it's finally starting to turn. But it's looking like it's going to start weakening. The real has strengthened. That makes us a little bit more competitive than we were, Anyway, so we should just really see those export sales beans start to step up. I wouldn't imagine we're going to get the bulk of those sales until we get closer to September, but the outlook is is better than it had been.
0: You mentioned that some rail things were setting up for, for fall. Uh, what's happening for basis? What are expectations particularly off towards the P&W?
1: Um, you know, basis really for North Dakota especially has been decent this this summer. Uh, There's a couple different reasons for that. One is the 2019 crop, as as a lot of people know, wasn't particularly uh, good quality in a lot of cases because of the tough harvest we had. So remember that basis is assuming you deliver number two corn. Um, There may be discounts off that, but but the reward for having that higher grade corn really is there. Um, So far, it looks like We are starting to see some rail bids coming in and trains are getting purchased. We haven't seen a lot of movement on the uh, producer part of that from the elevator quote back to the producer. And that I I expect will probably remain pretty strong, especially if these sales do, if we get closer and they haven't been canceled, then uh, elevators, the exporters on the PNW will start to bid a little bit more aggressively. Corn here looks in good shape. Obviously, North Dakota has a lot fewer acres than we've seen in other years, so that helps out a little bit as well. And then we'll probably start to draw some out of South Dakota, too, I'd imagine.
0: You're talking about some of the demand factors out there, uh, ethanol obviously being a big one for corn. Uh, do you see, you know, more miles are starting to, to increase, or are, are there? what's your outlook as far as the ethanol side of this picture?
1: You know, it has gotten remarkably better. We have finally moved through all that backlog that was created in March and April as we went through the shutdown. We have seen an increase in demand. So we've been able to stabilize the situation. Um, You know, that said, this whole uh, COVID thing happened at a point where... You know, we're also seeing issues with RFS and and some of those small refinery exemptions, and it's really been a test for the ethanol industry as a whole. And I, I think we're finding out who the more efficient producers are. And I do think there's going to be some longer-term stress on that industry. But as far as immediate demand for corn, I don't think that we're going to. Uh, keep cutting back on demand like we did this spring. We are seeing it slowly start to come back. Um, Certainly ethanol plants in in North Dakota summer are are not actively bidding yet. They're they're still just drying in hand to mouth. But um, other plants doing very, very well. And I I think that's going to continue. Hopefully we don't see too much of a resurgence in the virus. And that's the one thing that we just don't know. You know, we don't know what kind of shutdowns we're going to see going into into the winter season, and I know that will be watched very closely by the industry.
0: talked to someone last week, and they said this wasn't a black swan event, but COVID-19 was a flock of black swans. Uh, There's so much uncertainty and and I think a lot of anxiety, uh, as we've seen some of those uh, coronavirus cases uh, increase here. Uh, Does that kind of serve as a, a, a backdrop to everything we're doing here in the marketplace?
1: It really does. Um, it's getting better. It's certainly not the same as it was when it initially hit. So you have that shock factor kind of wearing off. People are getting a little bit more experienced in managing through it. Um, and, and you know, I, I, think too, there's probably ramp up in some cynicism, uh, regarding the whole thing, but whatever happens, uh, we do in a way, know better what to expect. Now, that, that's going to change from here to there. But it seems like we've gone through the worst of it. And in a lot of, you know, buyers' minds and a lot of traders' minds, now they have something to compare it to. It may not be a perfect comparison. But once you have a little bit of that background, it takes some of the, the shock factor. out. It, it doesn't mean it won't be tough, but it does take some of that shock away, that initial you know, emotional reaction.
0: Katie, do you think we're going to see some long-term changes in, in how we do business uh, based on this pandemic?
1: You know, <laughs> might be a little bit over my head, but I I think there will be. Um, you know, to what extent I don't know. I think in a lot of ways, people have learned they can do business a little bit, you know, further distance. Farmers, though, they still seem like they really. Um, better with that personal contact and it's still possible it maybe has to be a little bit more scheduled and a little bit more regimented but um, certainly you know a lot of suppliers and um, any company that deals directly with farmers has basically put back into place that face-to-face business dealing and and I do think there's going to be a lot of emphasis for that to try to continue we have to evolve and we have to be able to find safe ways to do it but but it does seem to be coming along.
0: Yeah, we've we've all had enough screen time. I think with uh, <laughs> we're in a Zoom world today.
1: And I, and I think there's a little bit more comfortable with that. But in some ways, it almost made you know that face-to-face um, meetings more valuable uh, than than we may have seen in the past.
0: Yeah, it's nothing beats a, the relationship we have that way. Well, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, appreciate the chance to visit. Any any final thoughts, Katie?
1: No, I think, remember, we're getting real close to harvest. Um, we haven't seen the best prices. I know a lot of people have really put off trying to sell anything um, because the prices have just not been there, and that's, you know, real understandable. At the same time, keep in mind, if you're going to need space this fall or if you're going to need cash at the end of the year, you're probably going to have to move something. And um, the closer and closer we get to harvest, the, the more difficult uh,
0: that's going to be to manage. That's the latest edition of Rural Perspectives, sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. You can find out more at agcountry.com. I'm Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network.